her dad left her on the island. But before he left, he freaking carved up her arm. I know. I was like, brutal. I know. And I'm like, what is he doing? And then it's so interesting. You find out, obviously, later. It's really cool. I liked how that all came together. Yeah. Crazy. Hello. You're listening to Worth the Read podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or a fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. I feel like I'm in the Matrix. You know how I have to like lean back all the way? Or they would? I actually don't know if I understand that movie because the last time I watched it was years ago when I was a child. I've actually never seen it. I watched part of it the other day, and I go, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's very serious, and you have well, to think, I feel like. I don't know. I, I, yeah, they just jump right into the storyline. And, like, I understand the whole, like, premise of it already. It's not the kind of movie for me, so yeah. I was just like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves, though, is very cute. Yeah, huh? Yeah, he's worth yeah. it to watch. Okay, I have to just say, I feel so blessed <laughs> I've had so many awesome books lately that I've read that, like, okay, I am just, I, I don't, I feel like I have no more, like, I have nowhere else to go in excitement that I'm going to explode because I've loved all of these books that I've been reading. Okay. And I just am like, what's, well, what next? Like, how <laughs> can this be topped? You know, honestly. It's literally the point of our podcast is <laughs> to find what's next, but okay. <laughs> I'm just. I it's just like one after the other and it started with Fable so she was the little catalyst yes and then it went to a, a couple others that I I think we should put them all in the podcast yeah, so hopefully you, you guys will be that. yes and I can't wait so I I can't wait I th- hopefully we can get these out pretty quickly if you're willing if you think it could, should go on the podcast but yeah. yeah it's just and this book Fable we've been talking about this for one for a while because we've seen that it's the Reese's YA like, it's part of a book club, YA. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yes. And it's like, you know, she's a book club. And she will sometimes turn some of those books that do really well into movies and stuff. So she's being really smart, business savvy on her end. But I saw this. And I was like, okay, well, we need... It's YA. It's on Reese's book club. It should be really good. Pretty clean. And it is. However, there is a scene... And we, I guess we can give that, we'll, we'll give kind of the basics of the book right now. Yeah. That there's some, there's a scene and it's not explicit really. You know kind of what happens and then it fades to black. Well, so, yeah, so it's a fade to black. It's a fade to black. There's a part where they're like together on the bed and she does remove her shirt and then like, then yeah. that's it. But there's no details about it at all. No. This is like a, a 13 plus. Would be my age rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't understand. I don't understand what the standards are for YA books. Like, because they're so, I've read, what is it? The Cruel Prince. Have you read that one? No. I guess that's kind of like this one a little bit. And I just was shocked. Like, I just thought in YA, they didn't have any of that. Like, you can make out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't I know what young adult means. I know. Because, like, the well, storyline of this, it's, it's not like it's geared towards young adults. We don't really know anybody's ages in this. We know yeah. they're kind of younger. But I feel yeah. like they're in their, like, what, early 20s? Oh, I did not feel that way. I thought they were, like, he's, like, 18, 17 or something. Really? Yeah, but it doesn't, it, like you said, it really doesn't. You can 
put them at whatever age you want. Literally, there's no age limit okay. li- listed. Yeah. This is so funny because I didn't know because you said you didn't know who the love interest was for the longest time. Yeah, I didn't know who it was, so <gasps> I wasn't even thinking about the main the guy yeah. as the love interest, which I do love when that happens. But <gasps> yes. In my head, when he's first introduced, I'm picturing, like, this older guy, like, 45 oh, to 50. Oh, no. You know, he's just, like, a gruff, grumpy guy, but he's still kind of, like, looking out for her. That's the thing I... Oh and gosh. so when she gets on the... Yeah. I was, like... <laughs> you almost went in the spoiler section. And um, then, and then, when it keeps going, and she keeps talking about all of the people on the ship being younger, and, like, they're all, like, really young and all these things, and I was, like, yeah, but the captain, isn't he, like, 50? And then I was, like... Oh, like, I think I just skipped something. Are you, are you typically drawn for the age gap trope? No, but (laughs) your mind is going there, Shannon. Like, I just wanted it to be. No, I just, I don't know why. Because she never talks about age in the way she describes him, like. Yeah, it's true. There's actually not, I made it in my notes. Not a lot of context. There's not a lot of context context at all. There's two things that she specifically says. Yeah, and they're like later in the book or something. Yeah, listen to, this is the (laughs) other thing that I was, as I was taking notes for this, I was like, it's going to be interesting to see how people respond to this because there's not, it is a slow burn, okay? Slow burn in that, like, he doesn't flirt really at all. I didn't even know who the love interest was. He didn't flirt at all. It, It was still interesting. It still kept my attention, but he didn't. There wasn't really any flirting. In fact, if you just read the dialogue, he's kind of a jerk to her. Right. But then when but you get to the end, then acts. you then you realize at the end, like, oh. What he was doing. Yes. Yeah. But it, it's through her perspective and all of her internal thoughts of her ch- kind of, like, checking him out. Well, and, she's just trying to do survival. She is trying to survive, but she also obviously has that pull towards him and she's drawn to her, towards him. But there's small moments where his behavior or his mannerisms show, oh, he might. Okay, I see that he might be feeling something for her, too. Yeah, but, but the you don't. author, yeah, doesn't even show that until literally, like, halfway. Yeah. But, I mean, the storyline's so good that yes. you don't care about. It. you don't and 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 then then you're like oh oh all right <laughs> yeah at first when i was reading i guess the first time i read through it, i was like man i wish i wanted him to like flirt a little bit more but but then like no it, it, it it's really good the way it, it is fit, yeah yeah it, it does it's it's His nice it's very consistent the whole way through it is and it makes sense because <clears throat> it's kind of the feeling that i got from this not that it's I mean, I guess it's kind of dark a little bit in the way that they're they're trying to survive, and there's a little bit of violence. Everything's yeah, very kind of serious, and very, she goes through yes. a lot. She's man, like she's a tough cookie. <laughs> like she, I was thinking that I was like, if I was going through this, and yeah. when she, okay, all right, we just need to start. We do, because we do. <laughs> we're going into. It. Okay, let's go over the basics really fast. So. What is the trope? Do you think it's is no? It's not really enemies to lovers. It's more like friends to lovers, if anything, because. Well, because he's... At, he wasn't even going to let her on the ship. Uh, that's, but there's a reason for that. Okay. I know. All right, I don't know what tropes then. What would I you guess say? I guess it's like kind of enemies, but kind of like acquaintances. Yeah. Like okay. business partners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's not a good trope there. Yeah. Um, it's not a very solid trope. It's not a solid trope. No. I say 13 plus. 13 plus. There's, Is it cheesy to you at all? No. Okay, no, I don't think so either. Is it, how dark is it, would you say? Out of a scale of one to five, five being really dark, like, like really violent. Oh, okay, yeah. There's murder and there's points where, like, people get beat up and stuff. Yeah, okay. But, like, it's not gruesome or It's anything. not. She doesn't very, she's not very really detailed in all of that. I mean, yeah. it's descriptive, but it's but not. Like, like, yeah, you feel the hardship. You get it, and then she moves on. What is the other things that I want to talk about? The, so we got cheesiness, we got. There's um, no cussing. Oh, yeah, language. 
Yeah, there's no cussing. I don't no, remember she, any. There's a little. I mean, she says bastard. Am I allowed to say that? So language, I, I feel like there might be... I guess there's really not anything that's sticking out to my mind. There's no yeah, F words or I anything like that. Anything so we'll like say that. maybe like... Even though they're pirates, it's not... They don't use any really language. Yeah, okay. So like one or two. I'm sorry if there is an, anything in there. I just... Nothing is standing out to me right now that I can remember. I'd say like a one. Okay. And then spiciness. Like Out a of a one. five. <laughs> yeah, it's true because it's all... There's at the literally very end. It's nothing. very slow burn. So slow yeah. burn would be another trope too. Yeah. Um, there's one single scene. They kiss... They lay on the bed. And then that's it. Okay, so it's very light, I guess, in that. It ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, there's another book. It's already out. This is kind of an older series. That's true. So it's not like you'll just die, but I just died. Well, you can read the second book, (laughs) which I really like this author's writing. She's very good. Another thing is that there's drinking in this. It mentions alcohol, and there's a lot of drinking in this book, too. Pirates. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's not in, like, a gruesome or weird way. It's just... Well, I mean, drinking. that was, like, what they drank, too. They didn't really have clean water or anything. True. They drank that mostly. Anyways, yeah, that's a... that's a Just a warning. Yeah. Content warning. Label. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's everything else with yeah. their... All right, well, I'm going to go... I'm going to read the back of the book so we can get started. It says, well, welcome to a world made dangerous by the sea and by those who wish to profit from it where a young girl must find her place and her family while trying to survive in a world built for men. For 17-year-old Fable, the daughter of the most powerful trader in in the Narrows, the sea is the only home she has ever known. It's been four years since the night she watched her mother drown during an unforgiving storm. The next day, her father abandoned her on a legendary island filled with thieves and little food. To survive, she must keep to herself, learn to trust no one, and rely on the unique skills her mother taught her. The only thing that keeps her going is the goal of getting off the island, finding her father, and demanding her rightful place beside him and his crew. To do so, Fable enlists the help of a young trader named West to get her off the island and across the narrows to her father. But her father's rivalries and the dangers of his trading enterprise has only multiplied since she last saw him, and Fable soon finds that West isn't who he seems. Together, they will have to survive more than the treacherous storms that haunt the narrows if they're going to stay alive. Okay, so I love not reading the back of the book <laughs> because Kinda, yeah, because it gives it away. Last, yeah, like for us not being able to figure out who the guy is till halfway, that was kind of the whole excitement of it of like yeah. trying to weed through like okay, who well, who is it? who is it him or not? Yeah. And then that just tells you straight out. So yeah. I'm sorry if that just ruined it for you, <laughs> <laughs> but that gives you kind of an idea of what what's happening in the story and everything. But we're going to the spoiler section, so if you don't want to hear any more, go back, read the book, and then come back to us. I'm going to get my I my Kindle, and I have quotes. Sarah. Don't say anything bad about me. <laughs> I'm just whispering stuff about her. Yeah, her hair, I just... Oh, do- my God. I just got it done, okay? Well, I didn't <laughs> just got it done, but it's better now, because it was not good before. First of all... Yes. I will say I was dragging my feet reading this. I just have not been in the mood to read books I've been forced to read. You know? <laughs> you know so, oh, you know what? I forgot to say. What? When I read this, we were on our cruise. Right. And it was a magical experience because <laughs> I didn't know reading, like starting this, that it was kind of like a piratey book. Like mm-hmm. I had no, again, I didn't read the back of the book. I just dove right into yeah, that's it. That's all I knew about it. I had no idea. So I'm on the boat. And she's a dredger, which, first off, I didn't even know what that was until I was on an excursion, and they were telling us how they can't dredge their reefs 
in Belize and wherever we were. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. <laughs> As, I didn't know. I just did not even look it up. You know, yeah. I didn't care to do any of that. But so I was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. so cool. And then one of the excursions we were on too, I was snorkeling. And so I'm like floating in the, the ocean and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm floating. I see. And it was cool because we saw like puffer fish. There were so many different kinds of fish yeah. there too. It was so fun. Yeah. But I felt like her, like I felt like I was submersed fully into the story. It was really fun. That's really cool. I actually. wish you read it. I wish you read it on the cruise because it was a fun experience to be like swimming. Yeah, I've been snorkeling the fish too. And like, oh man. Oh, you did. Uh-huh. Right. See, if you would have read it, you would have experienced that magic. The yeah. stars would have aligned for you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to get started. So obviously Fable, the name of the book is also the name of the main character, Fable. And she is, we start with her running to this man named Koi, Koi's boat. So to survive on this island, she's on the island called Javal. Is it Javal or Javal? Yeah. Javal? Yeah. I'm going to say it that way. Javal. She is stranded on this island, Javal. It's a very poor island, but she's found a way to make money, and she is saving up every single copper that she can to get off the island. And in order to get out to the reefs, there are certain people who kind of rent out their boat. Not rent out, but they'll... What is it called? You can like, pay for passage. You can pay boat. for passage. So they'll be on the boat and they'll just give all the dredgers rides out into the ocean, drop them off, let them get their, they're searching for, pi- how do you say it, pyre? 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 Yeah. So what dredging is, you swim down to the bottom of the ocean where the coral is and there's like s- valuable gems or whatever is down there. And, and pyre, they like, yeah. yeah, they chip at the coral and they get the pyre and then they come back, come back and s- they trade it for coin or copper yeah and so that's what she's doing and but even it's so interesting is. because you learn more about her background and why she's on this island later but she had to even just to find work to even get the tools just so that she can dredge and she's dredged before on growing up because uh-huh. her mom was kind of a dredger and her mom has special skills we'll learn about that later too and so she knows how to do it, but she just didn't have the tools. So she had to work her way up to make enough money to buy the tools to get to the dredging so she can make more money so she can save up to get off the island. <laughs> it's a lot, okay? So she has things like a mallet, a chisel, her picks, and all that's on like a belt that she wears. And they dive into the ocean with these things. So she found a like a kind of a stash of pyre that most dredgers have, have moved on from. So she's keeping it a secret because she found a good stash. She's getting a lot. And people... Like, let's say, let me give you an example of how kind of dangerous and violent this island is. The first night she was there, which was just four years ago, she woke up with someone searching her pockets, like, while she was sleeping. Like, look, look, trying to get the money from her. So she had to get out, get away from the camp, kind of create her own camp and hide everything that she makes. So she knows people are watching her because they know she's, she's kind of saving up because people are keeping eyes on each other and they kind of steal from each other. So she has had to hide all of her copper and so anyway she's found this stash and they're like well what are you saving up for what are you doing with all that money and where yeah. is it kind of like how are you getting all this pyre blah, yeah blah. what's your plan and she's like not yeah. telling him anything obviously. and she's like one of the only girls on this island too so yes. she has like no strength abilities against all these men like it's, she has to be very smart and careful yes oh mm. i know i was stressed the whole beginning of this book so stressed it was yes <laughs> oh my well even diving she oh had my it. gosh the way, I know I would be like breathing, holding my I breath was holding I'm my- like no no no, no. <laughs> I can't do it I know I was holding my breath like like thinking about like she has to like it's so obviously the author did a good job of doing research for this but like she had to like expand her lungs and the certain things she'd do before she'd take a breath and then dive in and then like 
I need to take a breath right like, now. Like, because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I can't breathe. Like, obviously, she can hold her breath for, like, several minutes. Yeah. I don't even understand. And she'll go hundreds of really, really deep into... feet, yeah. Really, really deep to to do what she does. Anyways, so she's gotten lucky because she found this stash, and everybody's kind of watching her, and she's she's like, I gotta hurry, I gotta save up. She only needs, I think, 50 or something. She's like, I think I can get 50. It's 60. Okay, to pay to get off of this. I can pay for transportation on one yeah. of the boats that comes here. And she's like two weeks away from getting two enough. Two weeks away, okay. She does know already at this point, or she tells already at this point, her dad left her on the island, okay? We're going to give a little bit of backstory. Her father, his name is Saint. They've been on this boat, and he's a very wealthy tradesman and kind of like owns the sea it's of like the trade. top pirate kind of yes. thing. Yes, and he's, he's very wealthy, yeah. but he doesn't want anybody to ever know that she is his daughter and he has these rules he has these rules i have the rules right here okay and he tells her these rules and he says keep your knife where you can reach it that's one two never owe anyone anything number three nothing is free number four always construct a lie from a truth and five never under any circumstances reveal what or who matters to you And another rule that isn't part of this, but he says often, or he told her to do, Saint told her to never tell anybody that he was her father, Mm -hmm. just for her own protection. So those are her rules that she still follows to this day. And before he left, we know that he, he left her on this island, and he and this other man named Clove, who was part of his crew, very close with Clove, left her there and she was also close with but before he left he freaking carved up her arm i know i was like brutal i know and i'm like what is he doing and then it's so interesting you find out obviously later it's really cool i liked how that all came together yeah crazy but yeah so carved up her arm before he left so she has a stupid scar on her arm on her it's like her wrist it's like right here yeah on her inside of her arm her forearm yeah and so, anyway, so we know that. And the boat that they sailed on that she grew up on was Lark. So, anyway, she has a lot of history. She knows what she's doing. She understands this whole industry. She's really tough. And she's able to, she's been able to survive because of her upbringing. She sells her pyre to a specific boat every single time. And it's called the Marigold. And West is the captain of that Marigold. And he meets her at the same time every single time that they do the trade. And so... The only thing we know about West is he has pale green eyes and sun-bleached hair. That's it. Anyways. This is why I thought he was 50 years old. (laughs) I will, yeah, you didn't get, Because this whole island is full of these, like, Like really rough men mm -hmm. and, like, stuff. So, like, I'm, he's another one of those guys, Yeah. And I thought, Koi. Koi. (gasps) Okay. I thought the same thing, like, ooh, okay. Which is, like, twisted of me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's like an enemy. And oh my gosh, see, we're gonna get there. Yeah, but even then, after- is, I thought Koi was the love yes. interest, and then he's not mentioned after this beginning part. And yeah, I was like, I was like oh, oh I guess wrong. not. Yeah. Yes, it was so interesting. I thought he'd come back later. Huh? Anyways, we'll see. Okay, you're gonna hear about Koi in just a minute. We're almost there. But anyways, West is there's a storm that happened, and they they pushed through the storm to get there. And she goes, I'm surprised you're even here. There was a crazy storm last night. And he's like, here, let me see your pyre. And then she shows him. And he's like, okay, I'll offer you this much. She goes, absolutely not. It's way, it's worth way more than that. And he goes, yeah, but I shouldn't pay you all at once. Because he's kind of looking around, seeing all the other men looking at her and watching this trade. And yeah. he's like, yeah, it's Everyone's not safe. always suspicious of her. He's like, I'll give it to you next time. And she's, she's like, like no. no, I want it all right now. And so he ends up giving it to her. So he's kind of, he's worried about, like, her safety. A little bit. 
That's why I was like, he. oh, he's kind of like a father figure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take care of her, 50-year-old man. <laughs> what? Okay, there's something wrong with me because every time I'm like, is he the love interest? Is he the love interest? Is he the love I'm like, every because, guy. Because I didn't think he was love interest because I thought Koi, Koi was. was, that's true. I, yeah, was just so thrown off course. <laughs> Anyways, so she ends up taking it, and then she she kind of regrets it because she's like sees everybody watching her. Maybe he's right. Maybe she'll go back and give it back to him, but then he's already gone. So, anyways, she went back to Dredge on Koi's boat, and he's asking her all these questions like, you know, where, where's your money, and like, how yeah. much money? What are you saving up for? And like, how all are you this getting stuff. all this pyre? Yes, and so he. When she's coming back, he found, she thought he left, but he found her, and he's in the water with her, and he found where she, the stashes of where she's finding all this pyre, and he tries to drown her. She fights him off, and then he's going to, like, go drown into the water, because he, she knocked him out. She gets on his boat, and she's like, dang it, and then she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save him, so she's trying with using all of her energy to get him back on the boat, and in her mind, it flashes to what her dad said to her is, you weren't made for this world fable. Because he thinks she's too kind, you know, and yeah. not, she's not she's too weak, too weak. And so she saves him and she's like, I should have just let him drown. And so she pulls the boat up and in this fight that she has with Koi, she busted her lip. So people are kind of looking at her and she has blood. And then she's like, man, if they see me and then they see that Koi's knocked out, they know it's going to be me and then they're going to come after me. So she runs back to her camp. While she was gone, Koi had people ransack her camp and everything's been thrown away. But luckily, she's smart and did not hide her copper in yeah. her camp. So she hid it somewhere else. So she in went like and she's like, yeah, and she's like, please, please, please. And by this point, I'm exhausted for her. Okay. <laughs> like she just went dredging. And she like can't sleep at night because she has to protect keep her, her camp. Yeah. And she has to keep her eye open to make sure no one comes oh and gosh. attacks her. Oh, like she, you like, can feel it. I could feel it. Feel the exhaustion of her body. Yeah. Like, even dredging is exhausting Just, in yeah, and of itself. Just, that much. But then, yeah. like, getting on the boat, dragging his body over, having to fight him off, getting, climbing up to this tree where she hide all of her copper, and, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. I know, the author just writes it so well. Like, you are there with her. You know what she's feeling. Yeah, it, it, oh, it was really good. So then, so then she grabs all of her money, and she runs. She runs to the marigold. And she's like, Wes, she's calling for him. And there's this girl on there and she looks at her and she goes, Koi is chasing her at this point because he's oh, yeah. mad that she, she hear- knocked her, him out. Yeah. So Which, like, he deserved he it. He came after her. So, but yeah. she knows that he came to, she knows that he's off the boat. Oh my and gosh. she hears so him scary. running after her. Yeah. Yeah. I was terrified too. And she like stole a boat to try to get away from him. He's like running at her on the beach. Yes, <laughs> I know. And then she, <laughs> then she gets the, to the marigold and she's like, West, calling for West. So the girl that's up there that she sees kind of looks at her, kind of sees Koi, and then throws the ladder over, the, the rope ladder, and she jumps on. And then West comes over, and she's like, I want to pay for passage. I'll give you 52 coppers. And then he's like, get off my boat right now. And she's like, no, no, please. And then and they're like bantering back and forth, and she's like breaking. She's at her breaking board. Like she's getting tears in her eyes, and he's pretty much denied her, denied her, and she will die. She will. She <laughs> cannot go back because Koi's gonna come after her, yeah. and Koi is desperate because he has to take care of his grandmother and like his siblings. siblings. And so, yeah, he will money. kill her for the money. And so she's like, I, I have to get off. And so he's like, No, no, no. And then she's like, Fine. I, I know that there's other boats that'll take fifty-two coppers for me yeah. to to get a, a ride. Yeah. And so he's like, Fine. And so he lets her stay. The whole crew of his ship, was, which only consists of five people, are like, what? What are you doing? And yeah. he kind of ignores them. He's like, 52 coffers, fine. Passageway to the Narrows, which is where she wants to go. 
And he says, and that's it. Then you're getting off my boat and I don't ever want to see you again. And so she's like, deal. And so they let her stay. But the, the crew is like not happy about it because the rule on the crew is that they all vote on what happened. Things like that. They all get to vote on it. And so they're not happy with him. And he's like, split it four ways and you can use it to go drinking or do whatever you want to do. And I'm not, oh, I won't take my mention- cut. And then he's also tells them that there won't be a, they won't count this money towards their ledgers that they can, it's just free money pretty much that yeah. he's given them. So they Split like it. shut up and then they go back hmm. to work and he's telling them all what to do. Yeah. The girl we find out is named Willa. She has a scar on her face and she takes her down to the hammocks where they sleep. And so she's like, here, you can stay here. And she learns a little bit about them that there's been a dredger previously on the boat, but the dredger is no longer on their boat. And because pretty much the dredger tried to steal from them and they ki- killed the dredger and tossed them over. And got rid of them. Got rid of them. She doesn't know what happened, but he's not there. He's not there anymore. And his stuff is, so it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So going underneath and seeing the, the hammocks and stuff on the boat... It reminds her of when she was a little girl on Saint's boat, which is her father, and her mom. And her mom died on the Lark, which is the boat that her father owned, and that's what she grew up on. The boat sank, and her mother died with the boat. Mm -hmm. And Saint came in while she was sleeping, grabbed her, took her off the boat, put her on the little rowboat with Clove, and rowed her to to Javal, which is the closest island, and then the boat continued to sink. So that's kind of what happened to her mom. And that's where he left her. Yes. So that was all four her. years ago. All four years so. ago. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure she hasn't processed that at all. <laughs> yeah, I am still. <laughs> You're still so processing? I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so also really quick that the characters on this boat is Oster. Oster. Oster, who is kind of like the nurse. Like he, he heals the people. And he fixes the nets and stuff like that. Yeah, they all have jobs. And they his, have like multiple jobs. Yeah. Yes. Because for a boat, she mentions this too, is that. There should have been, there should be more people working. Like 12 and there's only like, like five, five or six yeah. or whatever. Willa, who's the one who has a scar, is the one who works on the sails. She's the one who goes up into the mast up yeah. there and like. Is the lookout. Is the lookout. Does the sails, yeah. Does the sails. Paj. Paj. I don't know what he does, but he does a lot of stuff. <laughs> he is kind of like the first mate. First Good mate. job. I was, I went back was... to Daughter of Pirate King. Yeah. And I was thinking, what is that? What is that? Yeah. That's it. Anyways. That referencing books to like figure things stuff out. Anyway, yeah. so he's there, and then there's Hamish, who is the coin master, which is kind of like their accountant. He keeps track of all of the money, and he tells her, he's like, "Listen, you try to steal something, I'll know. So don't try to steal something." So she thanks West, and he says, "We don't owe each other anything." He wants her off the boat, and he doesn't want to see her ever again. It's and he mentions in this conversation that she has with him that it's going to cost him a lot just having her on the boat. Yeah, because now. There's, like, a little bit of distrust going on in the crew. Well, yeah, you... but we also learn more later on of why it might cost him. That's true, but okay. we don't know that. We just know that he kind of put his neck out he for did. her yeah. to be on the crew, and it would be on the ship, and the crew is not very happy about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But West knows more than he's letting on. But anyways, <laughs> so they make a stop where West, only West gets off. So they're trying to get her to the Narrows, but they say, okay, we're going to get to the Narrows, Actually, their first official stop is Dern. But before they get to Dern, they have to make a stop. And she's like, well, where are we going? They're like, why don't you mind your own business and keep your heads down and fix these nets, you know? She sees Wes getting off. He has his coat buttoned up, 
fully and he gets in a rowboat and he rows off like amongst these islands like little coral islands like barely sticking out of the ocean yes and so she's like okay that's weird anyways while west is gone and they kind of gang up on her a little bit Paj, he's like you're not from javal i don't trust you you're a thief and she goes i'm not from javal i'm i just was there for a while you know whatever and so he's like well before you try to steal my coin i might as well just give it to you and he takes a coin out and he flicks it and throws it into the ocean and she jumps into the ocean and goes and dredges, not dredges, but like goes and gets the coin. And while she's in there, there's like a current. So it pulls it kind of far away. While she's trying to fight against the current, she gets the coin and the coral scratches her back. And you can get like, it's like poison to the body almost. And like she'd get a fever or whatever. And so anyway, she did all this work to get back the coin. She climbs back onto the boat. Wait, and, she, and this is the first time we see her powers a little bit oh yeah so her powers is like she can sense like the vibrations almost like the frequency of different elements in the ocean so different gems and things like that and so she's like kind of using that her power and she sees the the sparkle shine of the coin and she goes after it but it's been picked up from the current so it's dangerous and she's like running out of breath but she gets it i was so stressed during that part I feel like anytime she dredges, oh my it stresses yes. me out. <laughs> I was like, anxiety just like shot up. Yeah. But she gets back up. She comes, climbs on the boat, and she gives him back the coin and then walks away. And they're impressed. They were so impressed. So that was a really good statement. That was genius for her to do that because then that was a good point that she's not going to steal from them. Also, she has she's, very, she's very skilled. And yes. And then when West comes back, he sees that she, her shoulder's been all scratched up from the coral. And he's like, what happened to you? And then she goes, oh, and she makes up an excuse, not blaming the crew at all. So then that was another like, oh, okay, this girl, she can keep her mouth shut. And she's like trying to, she's playing it cool, you know? So anyways, so they, they start to trust her and they, in conversation, want to know why she wants to go to the Narrows. And she said she wants to go work for Saint. And they're like, okay, that's not going to happen. Pretty much like, okay, that's... Why would you even want to work for him? You what know? are you going to do when he says no? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you going to do after that, though? And then she's like, I don't know. And she's so, like, you don't know because he's my father. He'll take me on. And Oh, no, she doesn't say that. Well, I know, but uh, in her head. Yeah, so nobody knows that Saint is her father. That's very important. Yeah. And she learns that they were all waterside strays, which is pretty much like orphans. They're yeah. all kind of just growing up on... Really poor place. Really poor. All kids are trying to survive on their own. Yeah. Okay. So they finally get to Dern, which is their first stop, like halfway point almost to the Narrows. But they pull into Dern. Wes says, you cannot get off the boat. And she's like, I'm not part of your cargo i'm a passenger i paid for my passage on this boat and he says if you get off this boat i will leave you here and i'm not taking you to the narrows find some other passage you got to find some other way and you have no money so what she does is she while they're off she's like hmm okay now everybody's gone i'm gonna kind of sneak around so she breaks into the helmsman's quarters and as she's kind of snooping around... Helmsman is West, like the captain. He's the captain. So it's like his little place that's always locked. Yeah. And the maps and stuff are in there. But while she's in there, she discovers underneath the rug is Saint's crest of his ships. And she's like, what the heck? Why is he on Saint's boat? There's no other crest anywhere. And everything, this is hidden. And it's called the Marigold. Like, what is this? And she puts it together. Oh my gosh, this is a shadow ship. This is where they carry out tasks that the master of the boat doesn't want to be associated with. 
but that's also how they're able to get a license from the trade council. So getting a license with the trade council is a lot of work. You need a lot of money. And so she's like, how does West, the small little crew, get a license to do all this trading? Well, if it's a shadow ship, then it's through Saint, and that's how they're able to do it. And so, so she's undercover. They're undercover, kind of. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Oh my gosh. Now she has so many questions, right? Like she's like, okay, what is happening? So then she gets off and she's like, I'm going to go. I don't care what Wes says. I'm a passenger. I'm getting off and going on to Dern. And she kind of spies on them. But while she's off in Dern, she uses what Clove taught her, who's like Saint's good friend and kind of her father figure. He taught her how to pickpocket. And so she pickpockets a golden bracelet from this lady and then she goes and trade it for some copper, but she sees West waiting outside of the gambit shop. And so she hides in the shadows. And Willa comes out of the gambit shop and he stops her and he says, How much? And she's like, Don't worry about it. He goes, No, Willa, tell me, how much? She sold her dagger, a very valuable dagger to her, for 20 coppers. And he's like, if you need something, you come to me. And so at this moment, she's watching them and she's like, okay, there's obviously something happening between them. There's some sort of relationship, but she's, relationship. she's not sure what's going on, but he cares about her. And so she's like, okay, um, trying to kind of just figure everybody out. And so when she leaves, Wes is still there and he sees her. He's like, come here now. And so she <laughs> comes out <laughs> and I, we never mentioned this, but Fable is really homeless looking like she has no shoes on and she only has one pair of clothes that constantly gets wet and his rips and stuff torn so anyways he pull he says come over here right now and he says i told you not to blah 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 and she's like i'm a passenger and everything he sees that there's a bracelet in her hand he says you know i would get in trouble if one of my passengers was caught stealing and so in this moment they renegotiate their terms and he says listen if you want passage i'll give you passage passage to Saros and 30 coppers and she's like what you're giving me 30 copper he goes I need a favor from you so he tells her to go in to get the dagger back with the 30 coppers but before he he sends her in there he's like you look homeless so he gets her boots and a jacket so she looks a little bit more put together so he's like okay go and do that and I'll give you passage so she takes the money she goes in there and she has to barter the bracelet the copper and West's gold ring that he gave her to get the dagger back and so he gets she gets the dagger back and when he meets up with her he says thanks and he takes her to like a room for the night where she can get cleaned up and sleep the next morning they're all together and they're like oh so she's off the boat but you're still gonna let her passage with us you said that she wouldn't be able to passage with us and he says well i also told you guys to make sure that no harm comes to her and she puts it together that west knows that she jumped in to go dredge for the coin and got hurt in the process and it was because of them and they're like bullying to her so he's like well you didn't listen to me either so now this is payback and this is what's going to happen we're taking her still and so they continue on with picking up some orders that they're trading and transferring and so she kind of gets a glimpse into how their business works how they trade things, how they deliver things for different companies. So she gets to see how that works. And he also tells her to stay close to him because it's it's dangerous. So he's selling gems and she picks up on this that it's all a side trade. So while they're doing business for Saint, they're doing side trades for their own money. And she goes, that's brilliant, but it's also very stupid. It's very dangerous. Because they can get in trouble and Saint could find out and, you know, they'd be dead. <laughs> so it's, it's how they make money, but it's also very, very risky. So they stop at a gem merchant who says that the pyre that Wes has been bringing in has been better pyre than he's had from any other trader. 
And Fable kind of smiles to herself because that's her pyre. Then that's why, you know, he's doing so good and everything. And then he says, so, you know, if you want to bring me more in the next trade, you know, I know someone who's who's making jewelry and stuff out of this. And Hamish speaks up and he says, oh, we're not stopping there anymore for pyre. And Fable is like, what? And then she also looks at the crew members. They all didn't know this either. So she's kind of figuring out that West is being smart in how much information he gives to each of the crew members. He only gives them what they need to know. Hamish. No, Hamish does say, oh, we're not stopping there anymore. Because Hamish knew that there's not stopping there anymore to do that trade for Pyre anymore. But the rest of the crew didn't know that. And West has been giving small pieces of information to only the people who need to know. And everybody's kind of kept in the dark for the things that don't don't necessarily matter. So it's all kind of really mysterious. And she's picking up on this and how he's running his ship. But she also puts together that he's not going to trade there anymore. She's no longer there. Yeah. He would only go to Javal, Javal to trade with her for Pyre. And she doesn't understand why. Yeah. Hmm. While they're in this trade and talking and things, she knows noticed that some of the gems he was offering were fake because she could feel that vibration and stuff. And so it kind of draws attention because the merchant is like, What? They you're right. Like they, they freaking lied to me and they sold me fakes and all this stuff and West is like, Okay, let's just get out of here and he's like, Just trade we'll just buy this instead or whatever and so then they leave. On their way on their way back to the ship, there's a man with a black cloak sitting there. He has dark hair, and he's leaning leaning against the dock post. And Willa is beside Fable, and she's like, Zola. Like, she mentions his name, and she doesn't want to see him. Like, she has a, a reaction to this man that's standing there. She seems like she's kind of scared a little bit. And he talks to Wes, and he's like, oh, when did you take on a Javali dredger? And he's like, she's just a passenger, that's it. And so he's like, hey, I'm looking for a member of my crew, Crane. Have you seen him? And Wes is like, no, I haven't seen him. Seems like you need to keep better tabs on your crew. And he's like, hmm, okay. And then he says, hey, Dredger, if you're looking for work, I need a Dredger on my boat. And then she just says, no, thank you, whatever. And then they leave. And so then they go on to the room where West is like, you can't draw attention to yourself because now people are going to be saying there's a Dredger from Javali who knows how to decipher between real and fake gems and is drawing attention to yourself and that's dangerous and also during this conversation he's questioning her about her ability and we learn that she's a gem sage and she got it through her mom because it passed it's it's passed through lineage and her mom was a skilled worker and that's how she got her job with saint in the first place and that's kind of their own love story well, I was going to say something. There's a book of the series called Saint. Did you know that? <gasps> really? Yes, but I'm not going to say anything about it right now. Well, actually, you know, I can say it now. Her mom died. Right. And so I don't want to read it because it's going to be sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know there's, I'm interested because I want to know about Saint, but then I also don't want to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> don't want the heartbreak. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a book. I, I think it's actually book one. Of this series? Yeah, I thought this was book one, but I think it's book two. So it's like a prequel. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so Wes says, being responsible for you is going to get me killed in this conversation. And he warns her against Saint, saying that he's dangerous. Like, don't work for him. He's a dangerous man. And then she also, she's like, yeah, but you work for him. And she moves the rug back and shows him the crest. And she pretty much says, I, like, I figured it out. You work for Saint. But... Gets called into the deck by one of the crew and they set off. And so that's where the kind of the conversation ends. And so she's up on the on the mast with Willa. They're having a conversation. And then it's kind of it's darker in my head. I imagine it's darker. Like they've been sailing for a little bit. West calls for Willa and says, come down here. 
and they bring out this crate and inside the crate is Crane who is Zola's crewmate that he's looking yeah. for ah! <laughs> and he's tied up and he's gagged and he looks at Willa and he's like has a pleading look in his eyes and then she shakes her head and she has like tears in her eyes they close up the crate. She puts nails in it so that's closed up. And they throw him over the boat. They kill him. The stress. I know. I felt reading that. Oh, my gosh. And Fable was like, no, wait, what are you doing? No. And then she pieces it together that it was obviously the guy at fault for hurting Willa and, like, scarring her face. So, yeah, it's like her scar is in the shape of, like, a dagger. So it's like they heated up a dagger and, like, just... Put it on their Thank face. you for clarifying because I totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, because she she mentions a couple times it goes up from her jaw and ends in a point on her cheek, like very clearly, it's the outline of a dagger. So, somebody intentionally did that to her. Yeah. It wasn't just an accident. And that was that was Crane, and they freaking yep. caught him, killed him over the boat. No, the worst way possible. Oh Could my you gosh. imagine dying that way? Ugh. I have a fear of drowning. Oh. <laughs> No wonder why you were so stressed reading this book. Yes. Because <laughs> I was like, ah! Yeah. yeah. But now Zola's going to be even more after them. So that's what... So they mentioned that. They're like, Zola already knows. They He already yeah, he knows. knows about yeah. that they got him. Yeah. So later, they the storm is coming in. And it was a really bad storm. The storm was stressful. Yeah. Right? Um, everything's so good that you just... The emotions that goes with all of these events. Yeah, it, it was really, really great writing. Oster fell overboard. And Paj, without a second hesitancy at all, he just jumps over and saves Oster. They throw a rope. West and Fable are pulling the rope up. They bring him up and Oster and Paj are like hugging each other. So you know now that they have a relationship that these two guys have like love each other and it was all kind of a secret that you didn't really know and yeah so she's like divulging all these relationships like oh west and willa something's there something's there and oster and and paj have something together too okay just and she and one of the rules pops into her mind is don't no matter what don't let anybody know who or what matters to you most and she's like like, now i know now i know But she's not going to do anything about it, obviously. she's a good person. But I love it because the storm is still raging on. And during the storm, Wes is like, Fable, get under the the deck. And she, like, refuses. And she's still, like, helping and stuff. And she, I didn't mention this either, but there's a moment where she falls off the mast. And she's, like, hanging by rope. And, like, she can't get the rope untied. She's, like, hanging out over the ocean. Over the ocean because the, the anchor got stuck. And the wind is blowing. And they're tilting. And she's swinging. And she has to untie the rope. It's crazy it's yeah so it after and she she did untie it she's getting like hecka beat up but then oster goes over that's when they help pull him up and then finally west goes to her grabs her face and says go under the deck that was like, yeah. i know i loved it and so then he the boat like swings and he lets go and she slides like pretty much down into the doorway <laughs> to get under deck because the you know they're getting tossed and turned and so he yeah. uses he uses that momentum to kick her down yeah. So then Willa follows after her. So he makes Willa and Fable go down under yeah. the deck. Okay, that was so cute. And Willa shuts the door. So they're in the dark and there's water in there. And she's like just kind of holding on. She's having a traumatized moment and thinking of her past. And she thinks of the Tempest Snare, which is where the lark sank. Anyways. So the next morning, the anchor is stuck. And they're trying to figure out what they should do. 
And she's like, well, I'll go, I'll jump in and I'll move it. He goes, no, you're not doing that. And she goes, why? It's only like 200 feet down or she's something like, like that. I'm a dredger. I'm a dredger. And he's like, no, absolutely not. She's like, what the heck? And then he's like, we'll just wait till low tide and then it'll free itself and then we can, we can go. And then she's like, that's like so stupid. So like then we're already she, behind schedule. we're already behind schedule. And so he's like distracted with Hamish up on the upper deck and she's looking over and then someone comes over to talk to her as Oster or Paj or someone is like, what are you looking at? And she goes, when I free the anchor, I'm going to tug on it, the rope, and you lift, hoist it up. He just nods. He's like, okay. And so she climbs over. Willa <laughs> comes over and is watching. Hamish sees her. He's like, Fable. She's like on the outside of the boat. She's hanging on. He's like, Fable. And then turn around. And Wes looks at her. Dumb. She lets go and gets into the water. And then she goes down and she is able to free the anchor. She tugs on it and they lift it up and she just gets a ride on the anchor all the way back up. And when she comes overboard, West is pissed. He just walks away. Like, he's annoyed because she completely disobeyed him. And she and I mentioned in there that he's used to people obeying him, and she's not used to anybody telling her what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a bad yeah. mix. Um, but anyways, he ignores her, and Willa says, I can't decide if I like you or if I think you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Later, Willa tells her what happened to her face. And Zola pretty much punished the crew who's making too much coin, like drawing too much attention to themselves, I guess. And that was, and she goes, it's not necessarily Crane, it's really Zola's fault, but Crane's the one who did it to her. So she hates both of them. But anyways, so she gets that little piece of that information well, from Willa. What I liked about that whole scene with Crane is that you can see that the whole crew was on her side. Was like, on her side, protective of her. Like, they hated Crane just as much as she did for yeah. what he did. Yeah. Because, like, it was... So, it's all these boys in Willa yeah. up until that point. Yeah, now it's And it was too, cute because yeah. they all, like, lifted the box up. And, like, and, like oh, they over. said she's, like, it's like a casket. They yeah. were lifting over the yeah, edge. Yeah, all the boys did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I do. I just love the crew and how tight they are, you know, together. Yeah. I love all their relationships. So, later, Wes have talked to Fable at all. So, she confronts West. And he says to her in this conversation, he says, he says, nothing comes free, Fable. We both know that surviving means sometimes doing things that haunt you. And she says, I don't care what you've done. When I showed up at the on the docks at the Barrier Islands, you didn't have to help me. And he says, yes, I did. And then, the, then we don't know what that means. <laughs> then they make it to Saros. Which is, I believe, the narrows. See, at this point, when he said that, I was like, oh, he likes her. He likes, like, yeah, you get the hints and it's obvious because he says, yes, I did. I had to help you. Like, yeah. he couldn't not help her, you yeah. know? So they made it to Saros, which is the narrows, right? Uh, that's what it was in my head. Yeah. Okay. This is all kind of in the narrows. Okay. So all it's like one places. particular, okay. Yeah. So that morning she sees West. He has her belt and her jacket. And he shoves it into her hands. And then Hamish also gives her a map before they get off the boat. And he's like, this, you know, be careful. Watch your back. Like, here's a map of this place. Like, just be careful while you're here. Because this is her stop. She's done. She's she's off. This is something that West says to her. And he says, keep the jacket buttoned up and keep your knife where you can reach it. Don't trade your tools, not even to eat. And don't sleep on the street. Don't draw attention to yourself. It's better to be no one than to be someone in this city so obviously he's worried about her but that's really good advice that he gives her too so send her on her way they're still on the boat she's leaving she's sad she's never gonna see them again she's really sad she she like mm -hmm. she so we obviously know at this point that she's attracted to him and she cares about him but she has to leave she has no choice west doesn't want her on the boat and it is what it is she's leaving the dock and someone bumps into her and she looks at the man and it's saint 
but he doesn't even bat an eye. He looks at her and he keeps walking. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And that's the end of a chapter. Yes. And so then he's no reaction whatsoever. So then she goes straight to his office and she sneaks into his office the same way she would when she was a child. Because even when she was a child, he didn't want anybody to know that they were related. And so she had a way to sneak in. Well, she does the same thing, same office. She gets sneaks in. Which I'm like, how could his crew possibly not know that she's his child? You know? I, yeah, I Because it's like the mom is on the ship with them. They are affectionate in secret. But, like, I feel like even when you're in secret, you can kind of tell when people yeah. are together. Well, and it's obviously her child. Like, she's affectionate towards Fable. Mm-hmm. Well, she could have had a child with any, but anyways, I don't know. I don't know. So in this conversation, so he comes back to the office and he sees her and she's about to say like, I'm your daughter, you know? And then he's like, Fable. And she's like, oh, he did recognize me. Yeah. And so they have interesting conversation. I'm only going to pick up on the highlights here. I forgot to mention that before her mother's name is I sold. How do you say that? I sold, I sold, (laughs) I sold. I sold. I sold. It's I-S-O-L-D-E. So say it however you will. It's a it's sold. I sold. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyways, there's a small pendant that she sees. It's a necklace that he kept in her office, and it's her mom's. She wore it all the time, and so she steals it pretty much. She keeps it. And then her dad comes, and he tells her that Clove, the father figure, the man who taught her how to pickpocket, was gone, like completely gone. So she gets tears in her eyes and is really sad. And one thing that he says to her when he dropped her off on the island is survive if you can get yourself off this island the next time i see you i'll give you what's yours so she tells him in this conversation i'm here to get what you owe me whatever it is she doesn't even know what it is she goes i'm here to pick it up and he gives her the lark the boat that has sunk in the tempest snare which which has so much treasure gold so much money. It's so much money in this. He goes, I, I've only gone back there once, which is when he went to look for his wife and he got like the necklace from her. But he said, I left the, the gold there. Nobody knows how to get there. Nobody knows about it except you now. Yeah, that's your inheritance. That's your. And she goes, well, let's go. Let's go get it. And he goes, no, like pretty much. I don't want anything to do with you. You need to go off and live your life. You have you have your setup now. Go get it. Go figure it out. And she's like, well, I want to dredge on your ship. And he says, I should have never let your mother step foot on my ship. And I'm not making that same mistake twice. So he's not even going to let her work for him because that's what she wants. She wants yeah. to be with Which, him. Which, I mean, you can see kind of as like more of an adult reading this book. Like he's doing that out of love in a weird kind of way. Also, he's so heartbroken because she sees too in the mirror in his office that she's like, oh my gosh, I look just like my mom. She hasn't seen herself in years, but she's grown up even more and she's like, I look just like her. So that would be hard for him too. It's hard for him to see her, but then also he's trying to protect her. Yeah. So yeah, he's doing it in a weird way. See, like that he, he doesn't loves want her. her really in this life kind of thing, but he's going to give her the choice to do whatever. Yeah. And he thinks if he kind of lets her do whatever like he's kind of absolved from it almost yeah yeah okay so this is also in this argument that they're having he says the best thing i could have done for you is to leave you on javal and she says you mean the best thing you could have done for you i was starving i was terrified i lost my mother and my home and then you dumped me on the nearest rock to fend for myself and he says fend for yourself who do you think kept you fed who do you think put the coin you used to get passage in your pocket and then she said, and then he says, what do you think the marigold is, Fable? Oh! 
And she says, I know what a shadow ship is. It's the decoy you use to manipulate trade and gather information. I'm not stupid. West is probably saddled under a debt to you that he'll never be able to pay. And he says, very smart. And she says, what does this have to do with me? And he says, you think West would have shown up in Javal if I hadn't sent him there? You think he would have paid you for Pyre if, if, I've, if I haven't ordered him to? And then she says, what are you saying? And he says, I took care of you. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> this whole time he was trying to So he was like actually helping her, but it makes Fable mad because she thought she was like he was surviving a, on her own way. Yeah. And she was like smart and clever for figuring out, but really it's her father who like kind of set it up and made it happen. But I think Fable would have figured it out regardless. I think so if too. If West wasn't there, yeah. she still would have been selling it. It would have been really hard. She would have found something to do. Yeah. I mean, she taught herself how to do like everything. Even like, because yeah. before she was a dredger, she would like clean the sides of boats and stuff. Oh my like, gosh. For, yeah. Yeah. And she like scraped by and pretty much starved before she yeah. learned how to do the dredging. And she like broke her leg at one point and like almost starved then because she, she couldn't dredge like she had a rough time oh on my that gosh. island it makes me mad at the dad like yeah he's he's really callous though because he's like this top pirate so that's how he acts and he's still you can tell deeply in grief yeah he's still it, it is really, it's really so sad, sweet which is why i don't want to read saint the first yeah, book yeah their relationship seems really sweet and stuff it does yeah because even fables mentioned some memories of him like smiling the when he's only with the time wife. she's ever seen him smile was when she, her she saw like was sneaking on them and she saw her mom give him a hug and he smiled when he's ah! holding her i know i know <laughs> yeah it sounds really cute anyways so he says here's a map for the Tempest Snare, your inheritance is there where their lark sank. And she says, if you're not coming with me, then this map is useless. Even if I find a way to get there, I'll never be able to navigate the Tempest Snare without you. You're the only one who knows the way through those reefs. <laughs> and then his hand reached out for her and she flinches. And he points to her scars and says, there. And then this is her internal thought. She says, as if I were seeing it for the first time, the pattern came to life, taking shape before my eyes. It was a map. That proud, stubborn bastard had carved a map into the lark, into my skin. It was the intricate path through the graveyard where 200 years of sunken ships were laid to rest. <laughs> my gosh. And he Can says, you imagine? He says, you have everything you need to build your own life. I literally carved the map to get to the lark in her skin he this was the plan all along when he dropped her off on that island he knew yeah she was gonna have the lark and he's yeah. gonna give it to her but carve it into her skin i mean like oh my gosh he's a rough man let me tell you like she even said when he was doing it she thought he'd gone mad yeah. you know he just coldness in his eyes and yeah he was just like carved Carving it her, but would, he did who'd carve their daughter like honestly yeah, but he'd when she has the flashback and like when it was happening yeah he, before he does it he's like do you trust me yeah he does ask her yeah. before he does oh yeah still pretty awful i don't know no yeah it's terrible uh, <laughs> all right so now we're gonna jump forward she leaves him we get a lot of information from this conversation that they have and then she leaves she goes and drinks herself i, I don't know what to say she gets she, drunk she gets <laughs> She drinks herself into oblivion, which would have worked, which, I guess. But, yeah, it's true. But um, yeah, she gets very drunk. She gets very drunk. But while she's there, she runs into Zola. And he says, what are you doing in a tavern alone at night in the most dangerous city in the Narrows? 
And she says, none of your business. He says, where's your crew? And she says, they're not my crew. And he says, probably for the best. Don't think the marigold will be on its feet much longer. Neither will its helmsman. <gasps> but she doesn't react to it because she's stupid drunk. And so <laughs> she's like, it doesn't, you know, whatever. And later at the end of their conversation, he does ask her again. He's like, do you want to come and dredge for me? And she's like, no, I'll never dredge for you kind of thing. And he, then he like sees her. And he's like, you remind me of someone. Hmm. And then he leaves. So... Willa appears and she's like, what the heck, Willa? What are you doing here? And she takes her to a room, totally drunk. She doesn't even know where she's going, but she takes her to a room and she finds out that West asked Willa to follow her, to keep an eye on her. Oh my my gosh. So then while she's there, I thought it was funny. Willa like sticks her finger down Fable's throat to get her to throw (laughs) up. (laughs) She's like, what the heck? She goes, you're going to thank me later. You have poison in your system to get it out, you know? So anyways, Willa in the morning convinces Fable to fight. She's like, you, Saint didn't work out and you want to be a dredger. We don't have a dredger. If you want to be a, if you want to be part of our crew, you take it. And we, we can vote on it. And we can vote on it. West can't so. do nothing. Yeah. So she convinces her to fight for her place on West's ship to not give up. So the crew ate together at breakfast, but West didn't come there. And so they're like, well, he's probably already on the boat. So they go to the boat. And they see the sails have all been slashed. And there's been all this damage that's been done to the boat. And West is not there. So then they panic and it brings back her memory. yeah. Uh, Yeah, Fable comes back with her memory of, oh my gosh, Zola said that the helmsman is probably going to be injured, you know. So then they start to panic. So then they're they're like okay well Paj is like okay we're gonna do this you got you two go do this you go look for west and blah blah so willa's like i'm gonna burn the city to the ground until i find him and then so willa looks at fable and goes you better not say anything to anyone about what you're about to see so they go into this place where she says mama has west been here and so she's putting it together willa and west are sis- siblings and that's her mom. Wes came to visit her mom, and her mom's like, honey, like, make sure he eats. He's not looking too good. He's, you know, and she's Skinny. like, I know, mom. So they leave their mom, and she's looking through the city, and this boy comes and he nods to Willa, and Willa follows him. The boy, that little boy found where West was, he was thrown behind in an alleyway behind this building, behind crates, completely beaten up and bruised and bleeding and needs stitches. So they get, they carry him, Paj, Oster, Hamish, everybody gets him gets a physician, takes him to a room, and the physician's taking care of him. And at one point, Wes looks at her. He's like, what are you doing here, Fable? Like, what the heck? And she says something about, like, I'm carrying you from the alleyways or picking you back up from the from the streets yeah. or something like that. So then when the physician leaves and Wes calls everybody in to discuss about what can they do, like, this is what we're, what's happening. They've ruined our ship. We can't afford to fix it. So... We can use our secret stash. Everybody's against that. They're like, we said we'd never use our secret stash. And he's like, well, what we're going to do? And they're like, well, we'll we'll ask Saint for a loan and we'll add it to our debts. One, uh, Oster or Paj, someone's looking out the window and they're like, well, I don't think you're going to need to go ask him for anything because he's coming. He's on his way here. He's here. He's here. So then West looks at Willa, looks at Fable. He says, get her out of here. So they take Fable and Willa follows her into the room next door. And then Saint comes in and approaches West and he's like, and they can hear everything they can the hear wall. everything They're through spying. the wall so he's like you don't bring mess your mess to my door and you don't use my coin to clean it up if you can't fix this you have no business sailing this ship so he's not going to give him another loan and then he continues saints continues to say i have business you're getting in the way of and if i find out a single soul knows about the cargo you've brought back from duval you'll be finding the pieces of your crew all over the city <laughs> Ooh, that's a big threat and then west says that's what this is about her so this is a punishment 
And, he, and then Saint says, call it what you want. Your job is to do what I tell you to do. If you don't make a move without my permission, if you don't like those arrangements, there are hundreds of men down on those docks who will take your place. And then Wes says, if I hadn't taken her off Duval, she'll be tied to the reef right now, her bones picked clean. And then Saint says, Fable can take care of herself. Then Wes says, then why have I been bleeding coin going to the island every two weeks for the last two years? If something happened to her, we both know whose throat would be cut. I saved both our lives by bringing her here. And then Saint says, I don't want to see your face again until you've cleaned this up. If you don't, it won't be Zola coming for you. It'll be me and I won't leave you breathing. So anyways, then he leaves and then Fable comes back in. And then Willa says, is there something you want to tell us? And she says, yeah, we need to talk. So then Wes obviously says, well, they're not going to lend us the coin. And he's like, well, we're going to have to use our stash, but only if we all agree. And then they're like, it's taken us two years to save up that much money. Fable says, well, I can help you. And they're like, what do you mean? She goes, I can help you get the money that you need. Take me on the Marigold as a dredger and I'll get your new sales. And Wes is like, no. And then Willa's like, well, how exactly are we going to do that? And she says, does it matter? I can get you the sales. Take me on as your dredger. So they're arguing back and forth. And she's trying to convince them. She's like, I'm a skilled dredger. I can do this. And Willa's like, yeah, if she can get us the sales, like, Wes, why aren't you letting her come on as a, dr- a dredger for us? And he's like, no, no, no. And right before she gives them the truth, Wes sees that she's going to say it and he's like don't and she says Saint is my father and Willa's like what the and she goes that's why Wes had the marigold coming to Duval every two weeks that's why we trade you traded Pyre with me and only me and so there it's all coming together and the crew's like kind of like if Saint is your father then and she goes I sold with my mother and and then that's why I can do what I can do with the gems and they're like oh you're a sage gem so they're kind of figuring this all out and Wes says, you're not dredging for the marigold. Saint would never allow it. Even if he did, he'd cut all of our throats if something happened to you. Taking you on is a death wish. And then he orders, he's like, everybody leave us. He wants to talk to Fable all by himself. So when it's just Wes and her, she finds out that to pay back Saint, it's going to take them 16 years of doing what they're doing. Of this tight, scheduled trading and and getting these deliveries and trading these side gems and all the stuff, it's going to take them 16 years. She goes, it could be 16 years or it can be one day. We can come and I'll get you what we need to pay for all your debts. You know, if you take me on as a drudger and he says, yes, this might work, but I can't trust you. You just pitted my crew against me. And she goes, well, I trust you. And he's like, but you have no reason to. She goes, but you came back. Her father never came back. When she was looking every single day for his sales, she would only see his sales and he always came back. So she's like, I trust you. And finally he says, I'll let you on if you understand that I can't care about anyone else. So it's pretty much saying we can't, there's going to be nothing between us because they both have been sensing it. They've never said anything. They never really acted on it. But he's saying right now, I can't care about anyone else, which is an interesting thing to say, which makes me wonder about like his past a little bit. So anyways, she she's like, I'll get you those sales. And he's like, how are you going to do it? I, she's like, I have something that Saint wants. So she gets the pendant that she stole from Saint's office. That was her mom's pendant, her necklace. And she finds Saint and she says, I want 800 coppers, which is what they need to get the sales. And he sees the necklace. And so he makes a trade with her. But before she leaves <laughs> him, he's like, if you ever use your mother against me again. I actually don't know what he says. He's, <laughs> I don't know. Something like you'll regret if you ever do it again. I don't know. He won't hurt her, but he says don't. He pretty much just says don't ever do that like again. I'll, he says like, I'll forget you exist. Oh, forget you. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Okay. So anyways, 
there's that. So then, I know. So then she gets the money. They get the sales. And on their way back, Zola's coming after them. Okay, because he already tried to capture the ship. They see that they got the repairs done. Zola's coming after them because obviously he knows that he took his crewmate. Mm -hmm. And they barely get onto the boat. They escape him. Then they get to the Lark. Wes and Fable, I'm passing a lot. Okay, they repair the sails. They repaired the sails, barely escaped Zola, who's coming after them with, like, pitchforks. And, he's like, like, my plan failed, so my he's going to come and, like, burn the ship or, like, Now he's angry it. because West survived. And if they escape, it's really embarrassing for Zola. Yeah. So everybody kind of knows. That he didn't, yeah, it yeah, didn't work. So embarrassing. And he, Zola's already kind of going down in the world. So he that's is. why he's against West he's so struggle, much. He's starting to struggle in yeah. the trading world. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, yeah. So Zola it's not can't good. go up against Saint, Mm-mm. but he can keep other crews like Wes down. Yeah. So that's why he's so against Wes and stuff. Yes. But like, nah, he's just going down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm going to, I'm skipping a lot here. It's kind of treacherous. Um, just to get to the lark where the her, the boat has shipped where her yeah, inheritance going is through coral. Yeah, and it's very, very shallow and shallow, and it, it's if you hit the sides, it'll put a hole in your boat and it'll sink. And anyways, it's very it's intense. Yeah. But they get to the lark. West and Fable dive in, and this is actually where they have their first <laughs> kiss. <laughs> tell me, oh my tell me gosh, about it. what I so they're both in the water and they kiss in the water. I was like. Mm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm not either. It was really cute and romantic, but was, at the same time, you're thinking of logistics. I'm like, is there water getting into their mouth? Can you even, like, like feel what's happening? Can like, you see? Like, I The just, pressure underwater. Yeah. I yeah, can you see? Because, like, uh, apparently, we know she, like, opens her eyes underwater and stuff. But, like, yeah. It just, I mean... There's Would I want it to happen to me? Probably not. Was yeah. it cute in context of the In the story, the it was yes. cute. Because she's a dredger and they're underwater. And it's very... And I do like that she played on this part, too. Is like, it's a secret. Like, it's very intimate there, no one them. else could see them, hear them, nothing. It was very... Just only them knowing. Yeah. And so even when she gets back onto the boat, she's like, I don't even want to look at him because I don't want to ruin the moment that is still playing on in my head uh-huh. of, like, them kissing in the water. It was cute and romantic in the book. It Let's was. Let's just say that. But it sounds odd and i don't know <laughs> if somebody tried to do that to me underwater i would be pissed i'd be like get away from me you're gonna make <laughs> like, me like I drowned or i'd probably like gasp and then like water would get right <laughs> down i'd die yeah that's what i was thinking too <laughs> oh my gosh so then they're sailing back and then they have kind of been like not looking at each other and avoiding each other and then she finally goes into their room and they're having the conversation and west is just divulging information she's like what are you doing and he says what else do you want to know and she says don't the moment you tell me anything you're going to be afraid of me and he says i'm already afraid of you oh. <laughs> the first helmsman i ever crewed for used to beat me in the hole of the ship i caught and ate rats to survive because he didn't feed waterside strays who worked for him the ring you traded for the dagger belonged to my mother she gave it to me the first time i went to sea i stole bread from the dying man for willa when we were starving on waterside and told her that a baker gave it to me because i was scared she wouldn't eat it the guilt of it has never left me even though i would do it again and again the only thing i know about my father is that his name might be henrik i've killed 16 men protecting myself or my family or my crew west stop she says and he continues and i think i loved you since the first time we anchored in javal he grinned suddenly staring at the floor a bit of red bloomed on his cheek and she says what 
His smile turned sad. He continues, I have thought about you every single day since that day, maybe every hour. I counted down the days to go back on the island and I pushed us into storms I shouldn't have because I didn't want to not be there when you woke up. I didn't want you to wait for me ever or to think I wasn't coming back. I struck the deal with Saint because I wanted the ship, but I kept it because of you. When you got off the Marigold and Saros, I didn't know if I would ever see you again. I felt like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> it's so, it's so cute. cute. It's so cute. Well, I'm not dead yet. And he says, the only thing I feel truly afraid of is something happening to you. And I kissed you because I thought about kissing you for the last two years. I thought that if I just, we can't do this by the rules fable, no secrets. <laughs> I underestimated my ability to be on this ship with you and not touch you. And then he kisses her <laughs> pretty much. So then anyways, they have their first makeout session and it evolves into more. And then that's when it goes into blackout. So they're traveling back to the Narrows and Saros. And is it Saros? I thought it was Dern. No, Dern's the other place, the halfway point. Well, they did the coins and stuff. That's what I was confused about. I was confused about the places, too. There's a map at the beginning, I think. No, but... no, no. And that just specific part of the story, I thought they were in Dern because they sold the coins and stuff. I think I just missed it. I think I did, too. I don't think it's very clear. So in Dern is where they trade, but yeah, then they keep the traveling Saros. and they go to the Narrows okay. where Saros is. So that's how I picture it in my head. Yeah. I apologize so I just, if that's not I accurate. I thought this was in Dern, so I guess it's in Saros. Okay, Early in the morning. Early in the morning, she she leaves the ship, and I like how, like, is it Oster or Paj? Or someone is just Oster. looking at her, and he's, they, he, like, already knows. He's, like, smiling, and mm-hmm. she's, like, shut up. You know, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. I <laughs> want him to know, but, you know. Anyways, they're, they're happy for them, because yeah. they're happy for West, you know. But anyways, she, the next day, she goes back to her father again. And yeah. this is the last quote I have, I think. This was a cute scene. I liked this one. Okay, so so I'll just read this. So she's talking to her dad. She says, you were wrong about so many things, but most of all, you were wrong about me. And he says, what does that mean? She says, you said I wasn't made for this world. I'm here. I made it off Duval. I found my own crew. I did that. And then he says, you don't know him. He's not who you think he is. Ah! And so I'm, and she kind of just brushes it off. But in my head, I'm like, that's been brought up like more than once. And now I'm just questioning like, I have predictions for the second you book. You do? Okay, hold on. We'll I'm talk not, about it later. Okay, okay. So... She has money because of the inheritance. inheritance and everything like that. I think they went back, traded some money, got some money. Oh, they did. On the way and back Dern. in Dern, they, they... They got rid of, like, all the gems. The gems and, and the gold, and they got co- copper. And then they she went back, and she was able to... What she did, she went back and got West Ring that they traded for Willa's dagger in the early earlier in the book. So she got his ring. But after she got his ring, she comes out, and she sees Zola there, and he kidnaps her. And he... he knocks her out so she wakes up the next thing we know is she wakes up on a boat in the middle of the ocean and then turns around a man and it's clove ah! oh i knew this though the whole time when he said he was gone i was like he didn't say he was dead he just said he was gone so the whole time i knew that clove was alive i'm like he's coming he's coming he's coming because she brought him up a couple of times too talking about clove I'm like, he's got to be. He's got to be coming back. I didn't back. even think about it because I was like, when he said he's gone, I was like, mm, maybe dead. Maybe he just like, tra- he's a traitor or something. But then I was like, I just brushed it off. So when it said Clove at the end, uh-huh. I was like. <gasps> That's literally how the book ends, guys. It's literally, just, the last word is Clove. There. I know. Oh <laughs> so it is the cliffiest cliffhanger <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> And I wanted to go right into book two and book three, but then I got into another amazing book and then I haven't gone back. So now 
I'm book jumping and I'm like, I got to get back into it. So I can't, (laughs) I can't wait to get onto book two. It's namesake what it's called. Okay. Here's my prediction. Okay. My prediction is it's going to be like Akatar where it's like she falls in love with one person, but then the second, (gasps) but the real love interest comes in and I'm worried it's Koi. (gasps) Ah, That's a, that's a stretch. I feel like crazy though. Because that's what the that's what Saint said. He's like, you can't trust West. You don't know him. But like, what if that's like legit? She can't trust him, and like that would really put me for a spin. Because I'm not inkling towards that at all. Like, why at, at all? Here's my thing. Why mention Koi so much in the beginning, and like kind of delve into his details and stuff? Because hmm. that's why I thought he was a love interest. Huh. Why set that up? If he's not going to come back into the story somehow. Okay, well, that alone makes me want to read the second book right ah. now. <laughs> okay, um, but I want to read Saint, though. I feel like that would be such a beautiful story, but it ends so bad. I, well, since I know how it ends. What if like, she's not dead? I've thought about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I have lots of thoughts <laughs> about this. Okay, let's go ahead and go right to rating. So what okay. do you think of the plot? Oh, five out of five. Me too. I thought it was. It was so good. Like I said, I didn't even really care about the romance until, like, halfway. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's it was, romance. It was so, it, yeah, for me being just a staunchly, like, romance reader, yeah. I didn't need it. Because it, it wasn't really heavy at all. It was it was fun to guess and to, like, wonder. But, like, yeah. it was just so interesting. The world was so interesting. And there was high yeah. stakes and intensity that I'm, like, it was very captivating. And the writing flows so well. And the things that have happened, happened it just was, yeah, it was a very intense, really great story. Well, you said that you were like, the first chapter is kind of slow, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think so at all. I, I had a hard time getting into it, and I don't know why. I think it was mm-hmm. because I was on vacation, and I didn't want to read. I just kind of wanted to relax, true. and so it was hard, but I knew I needed to read it. But then it ended I mean, up being magical anyway, yeah, so it was I good. I was hooked from the beginning. That's good. Okay, which so. Which is, yeah, because you were like, I was like, this is not slow. Like, I'm okay. invested. Okay. Well, I was stressed the whole time. She's yeah. like, I'm like, she could have drowned. <laughs> Anyways, five out of five for me. Okay. I would say it's like a, yeah. it's like a four out of five. Yeah. It's very high, very high. Yeah. Okay. So the ending. When did you do a romance? Okay. First? Okay. Sorry. Skip. weird. <laughs> <laughs> so the romance. I think it's like a three out of five. For uh, me. Yes. Okay. Let me explain why I also agree. It's like uh, yeah. a 3.54 because, <laughs> because I felt like there was so so much slow burn, slow burn, so much tension, like, in our minds as a reader, not necessarily between them, mm-hmm. but then it automatically switches, and he's like, okay, I love you from the beginning. It's like, but you never really showed us. You never really, there wasn't a middle ground to step us from, I'm trying to protect you secretly, to let me outwardly, I'm showing you outwardly just a little bit, even though, because I can't help it, to then, like, let me sh- tell you everything. Like, there wasn't a middle ground. It kind of just jumped dramatically into, I'm divulging everything. I really care about you. Let's make out. Let's, like, go further. So it was kind of an odd jump for me. But I also, at the same time, didn't mind it. It's fine. It's whatever. Because I, I enjoyed the slow burn. But that's how I felt. I felt like it just jumped. So it's a 3.5.4 like, almost. The only reason I say it is... It's because there's not a lot of it. It it's was true. cute, but there's like there's hardly any. It's very subtle. Yeah, kind of. it's pre- it's there's not a lot of romance. That's not the point of the book. Mm. I think it's gonna be more in the second book. I hope so. The moments they had were very cute and stuff. I think the progression was pretty smooth. I will say it does a jump a little bit, yeah. but it's not as dramatic for me at least. Because if we're going from Fable's perspective, 
she wouldn't have seen any of that so we don't see any of it in the story kind of thing and he's very stern and like stoic the whole time Hmm. so I feel like that's pretty in character with him so he wouldn't show any of that yeah okay so I don't know I could see both sides like there's a big jump or that's just how he is kind of thing so yeah three out of five okay all right all right ending amazing that was five for me yeah, because five I, was like, out of five. I didn't i did not see zola at all did not see him coming I didn't back either. i didn't see him capturing her and the fact that she's she's gone in the middle of the ocean no one knows what happened to her yeah. oh my god i thought either their coin was gonna be stolen or something their ship was gonna burn or something nope she kidnapped freaking kidnapped in yeah. the middle and then clove and then obviously because his saint said either. saint said no one knows about it except you well well, that kind of no, led, no, that leads about us the lark. Yeah. That, about the lark and the inheritance being there. Yeah. But it made you leads you to believe that he's dead because if no one knows about it, then it would just be her and Saint. Yeah. Well, that's not true then because Clove's alive, which is and crazy he knows because Clove didn't go back to the lark. So, well, yeah, it's true, but maybe it's because he doesn't know the map, like how to navigate uh... it, like because she has the map on her arm and he he probably knows because he saw him carve her. That's true. Issue. We don't know what's gonna happen. Oh in my second gosh, book. you guys! So I want to read it just because that cl- that cliff- 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 cliffhanger. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. It's so good. I can't wait. I'm gonna start. I mean, I have so many freaking books, and you guys, I haven't said I haven't said a word about this other book that I'm obsessed with that I want to put on the podcast, and I can't wait to do it. But I, I, you didn't like it as much, so it'll be an interesting if you. Oh. I'm obsessed with it, but do you want to do that on the podcast? I feel like we should just because you were obsessed with it. <laughs> so not everyone's going to be obsessed. I did like That's it. True. I really liked it. Yeah. But it, just, I wasn't obsessed. It didn't hit you the same way it hit yeah. me. I I don't think it's as good as Fable was. Oh, my heart. Just stop on it. Why don't you? But I'm like, it's just like barely under Fable. It's not like it's... I just am drawn to that kind of story more than to the other storyline. Just twist it. Why don't you stuff. just twist the knife in my I heart? Think, I think I we'll probably do Divine Rivals. It is a very good book. <sighs> well, you just said the title. We're going to do Divine Rivals next because I'm obsessed. Yeah, we'll do that one. And then we will do a mystery read, which is called The Scarlet Princess. So... I'm not going to give any more information about that yet because we still have a whole another podcast to get to. But thank you so much for listening to Fable done by Adrian Young. I don't think we mentioned that at the beginning, no, but it's Adrian Fable by Adrian Young. I do love this cover, though. I think it's so pretty. Here, if you haven't seen the cover, let's see a little bit more. Follow us on Goodreads. We have a discourse on there. It's worth the read pod. Just worth the read pod. And it's going to be like our own little book club. We can discuss books and stuff on there. And we have all of our books listed on our bookshelf. So I know. So it's organized. If you want to kind of navigate the books and like click on yeah. easy, and we're going to we'd have our review. We're going to do all of our re- reviews of the books on there. And then you can comment stuff on it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm going to do, do a Facebook group. <laughs> I've been kicked out because I made too many profiles. But I'm going to make <laughs> I'm going to make a Facebook group for Worth the Read, a profile for Worth the Read. So we're going to have that too. So don't forget to follow us at Worth the Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. But also check out our Goodreads account and our Facebook profile. And then we're going to have lots of fun discussions there. Mm -hmm. But we'll see you next time where we'll share the next story of Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. And you can decide if it's worth the read. Bye. Bye. Bye.